Hi, welcome to the Lost Weekenders podcast. I'm Kelsey. I'm Kat. And I'm Steven. Today's podcast topic, coming at you with our hot takes again, things that other people love that we hate. I just want to start off by saying we don't necessarily hate these things. Yeah, we just don't quite love them as much as everyone on the planet seems to. Right. And maybe that makes us a little resentful. Maybe. (laughs) Or just confused. Sometimes I just don't understand. I just don't get it. Yeah. And and some of it we probably get from blogs and uh, Twitter and stuff and how people are hyping things up so much. Yeah. And then we read what it is and it's like... What's the big deal? Right. People can really hype stuff up, especially around Disneyland, because they think that, like, that's, I don't know, people, like, will really overhype everything Disney-oriented. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of hold off our judgment until we can experience it for ourselves. Well, I'll just go right into it and uh, mention Mickey's Mix Magic. Mickey's Mix Magic, which is hard to say. Yeah. It's even harder to sit through. For me. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I, f- I felt pandered to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I only saw it the one time. Mickey's Mix Magic oh, yeah. is a nighttime show that takes the place of the fireworks show. And there are two different versions of it. There's one where there is fireworks. And then what they've been doing lately is during the week, there would be, they would do the projection version without the fireworks. So... I think it was probably a marketing ploy to not call it a fireworks show yeah. so that then w- during the week they didn't have to shoot fireworks and still say <laughs> that the show was still happening. I have so many problems with it. I think my one of my main problems with it is, like, it, I really do feel pandered to. Like, they saw that Paint the Night was so beloved and it had the best... Paint the Night was a parade. And it was the best parade. The best. It took the place of... What is it? Main Street Electrical Parade. So it was a light show parade with the boppinest bop of a bop as its song. So good. Like, you can't not dance that song. You can't not dance. And they were like, hmm, the, hmm. <laughs> the, all of them sitting around a board table, all the old dudes were like, these people like a bop. Hmm, people like a bop. And I think they also, after, I guess it was 60th where they first did all the castle and Main Street projections. Yeah. Like, people love projections. People love projections. People love a catchy song. And somewhere throughout all of that, they forgot that, like, it should tell a story. And it should be good. Yeah. It's not cohesive. No. It looks bad. And it was also, um, did it launch when the 90th anniversary of Mickey. Yeah. So it has the Ren and Stimpy style Mickey. Yeah. That just is horrendous to look at. It's like, it's scary. But beyond that, because that's just Mickey's style right now, like whatever, that's how he looks. Just the show is terrible. It's like all the worst parts of World of Color, but put into yeah. one little show. Like all the things I hate where it's the animation that yeah. just goes back and forth and back and yeah. forth. Yeah, just get the intern loops. to do a loop. Oh my god, I hate it so much. Well, and that's sometimes I feel pandered to because they just were like, how can we get people to feel things? So they took, they copy and pasted favorite uh, movie moments and just dropped them right into a thing and were like, maybe we'll add a firework here or there. Where like, all, even though the 60th, there were projections, like, they still told a story with the fireworks. And 50th was the best. No projections. 
everything was fireworks and you were like where they wanted you to be. So immersed with the 50th fireworks. That was one of their best shows they've ever done. I think the best show that they've ever done. Yeah. Fireworks show. Yeah. Yeah. I like the 60th. 60th was great, but I don't think you ever saw 50th. I did once. Long ago. Obviously. Yeah. Well, and they brought it back. I don't know if they brought it back After the this, same. No, no. Yeah, it was short. It wasn't the same. Because so, I remember the Haunted Mansion one. And yes, ran up. all the way down the Main Street. so and you good. felt like you were shrinking. And there was so like incredible. a cannonball fight yeah, for yeah, pirates. Yeah. Right. And you were just there. Like, it was about Disneyland, where Mickey's Mixed Magic is just about the movies. And I guess getting people to dance. And everyone loves that song, and I guess it's a catchy song, but they were trying to make it Paint the Night. I feel like the song clearly kind of sounds like a Disney Channel original movie version of Paint the Night. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, 100%. Not quite good. No. <laughs> they tried, but only minimally. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we were I, I think we were waiting for it by Small World. We're like, okay, we're going to watch it. And I don't remember if that was one of the things that we're like, we don't want to see it on Instagram before we go. But I remember we were like, all right, we're going to try it. Yeah. And so we were by Small World and it started and like three or four minutes, maybe not even that much, like two or three minutes in, it's like, we have to get out of here. It was exhausting to watch. We need to be somewhere in between the castle and Small World so we don't have to experience this. Yeah. So bad. And I was kind of worried that they were going to go that way with Magic Happens. Mm -hmm. But man, I love that Magic Happens song. Once they brought back the bop. Yeah, they did. That song is so good. Still not quite as good as Paint the Night. I still really like it, though. It is really good. It's like a classic Disneyland parade versus Paint the Night, which was trying. They did a great job, but it was was trying to be be Main Street Electrical Parade. Most classic Disneyland parades are are terrible. (laughs) Eureka! we, We haven't had a new one in a long time. But most of the music is terrible. I loved... The play parade. Oh yeah, that, but that, that music was terrible. It was awful. But that that was the that was a original DCA. Yeah, and you could tell plastic parade, just no. plastic. You could tell yeah. they flipped through a catalog and were like, "We'll take this." And the music, we grew to really love that parade, but the music was like laughably bad. Yeah, like cringe like, bad. Like Playhouse Disney yeah. versions of, of classic rock songs. Yes, yeah. oh, it was <laughs> freaking weird. Uh, very happy about the sections of the play parade that they took out because they were so bad when you go back and listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, there was like a Ratatouille section. Boy, I had blacked a lot of that out. I do miss the play parade, though. It was so bad, it was endearing. Yeah, but most Disney parades are like that, which is why Paint the Night was such an outlier because it was actually good. It was actually really good. And then Magic Happens, that's what it's called? Yeah. Um... I can never get it right. I, don't know I think that parade is actually good. Yeah, that one's actually good also. Yeah. But everything else is... Sensational was terrible, too. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't... That was that was a replacement for... Um, that doesn't mean it can't... It, well, it, it was, could have been good. It wasn't even supposed to be a parade. It was supposed to be a street party. What does that mean? That it that it moved... That it was supposed to be... It was supposed to happen in three sections. So a so bad parade. It had three parade stops, air quotes... And so they did the show. Then they moved to this like the second place. like that parade with the screens? Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Light magic. And Stephen and, loves light magic. Yeah. So we it, talk it, about it, it all the have, time. It was supposed to have three parade stops, but it wasn't supposed to be a parade. It was supposed to be a moving street party. Well, it wasn't good. Also, I mean, a daytime parade. It 
it's going to take a lot for me to want to stop in the middle of the day when it's hot and stand out baking in the sun. Oh, so that's what um, the play parade had, right? Because they spritzed you down. Yeah, they hosed you down in play parade. Yeah. They doused you. But at least DCA, I feel like you can spread out more. Disneyland, they really pack you in. And it's way hotter over there, so they need to spritz you down. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes, like, along the parade route, I don't feel like it's that. I feel like there are shady spots. Anyway, that's unnecessary to talk about. <laughs> We're still on our first thing. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, how about you? Um, Things that people love that we don't. How about the Frozen show? Oh, oh my boy. God. <laughs> in the Hyperion in California Adventure. All right, everybody, buckle up for our 45-minute TED Talk. <laughs> Longer than the Frozen show, but way more enjoyable. Oh, man. What a freaking downgrade that was. Yeah, I mean, I didn't love the Aladdin show, but at least it was fun to do if you're really bored. And yeah, like, things happened. And they had like a, they had gimmicks. Yeah, they had props and sets and it was fun. I mean, you had to listen to that genie go on and on forever. Oh my God, and all his Miley Cyrus jokes. Dude, after like... And umbrella jokes. Yeah, he kept oh, up boy. with that Rihanna umbrella joke like well after. <laughs> um, But I would even take that. The genie's bad jokes, all of the other stuff that was kind of outdated over the current nothingness that is the rush job frozen. Even even the way that the building was outfitted on the inside with that goofy perforated metal that was painted to look like um like a theater from the twenties. So you remember like over the doorways, there were like archways and it was supposed to look like there was fabric. Yeah. And then. Don't remember that. And then the proscenium was the whole weird Aladdin proscenium with the windows and. The proscenium is like a frame on a stage. uh, Yeah. Around the stage. I wouldn't. I didn't know that. uh, (laughs) I I didn't grow up in theater. (laughs) Anyway. So now when you go in to see Frozen, it's just gray. Yeah. And and kind of like the show. And the only thing that's there is video. We're not Frozen fans to begin with. Like, I, or we, I'll speak for all of us, I don't care. (laughs) We think the Frozen movie was a rush job. The original one. Yeah. Second one, I like. I actually like. Not not just I like more, but I actually like it. But Olaf's Frozen Adventure is the best. (laughs) Steven is an Olaf fan. The Frozen show, we've seen many times. Many times. Because we always think. We always have, like had a really long day and it's really hot or something and we're like okay well maybe it's better than we remember it can't be as bad as it, we remember it's it it's been be. a while maybe they've fixed things let's give it another chance the it, last time it's gotta be better we saw it and we were like sitting up close unfortunately and i'm like maybe this maybe that'll be better being closer to the action twas not it's so boring it's i mean the story to begin with is boring, so you'd think that they would wow us with cool sets and effects and everything. But anytime they had a chance to do something cool, they just phoned it in. Yeah, they don't even have any props. The only things that they have are the sled and the doors. Which... 400 doors. There's doors, and then they have the song, Love is an Open Door, and they don't use any doors. Hold on, Kat. This is... You're missing out on the trolls. Oh, don't. I can't. The trolls are so weird. I think we're usually asleep at that point. Yeah. Uh, the trolls are so weird because there's 
There's like a dozen trolls on one side and a dozen trolls on the other side, and they each have one puppeteer. Yeah, in the so, middle. It's like a big foosball. <laughs> but then they have the fake trolls in the screen in the back. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, the screens. Oh. Just the, the fact that the screens exist is so goofy. Oh, my God. No. Everybody shut up. We have to talk about the fact, taking into account the screens, that they... <laughs> For the wolves. Oh, my goodness. For the wolves, they could have done anything. They could have done puppets. There's a wolf scene, and they could have made it cool. But instead... A wolf attack scene. They made the wolves look like the Harry Potter werewolf. The bad... They did. The bad VFX Harry Potter werewolf of, like, four people in bad wolf costumes, and they're out, cat and I lose it pretty much every Every time time. every time that's like the best part of the show and then instead of animating real wolves on the screen behind them they animated the weird people wolves it's just more i'm like (laughs) i don't understand why wouldn't i don't know And, and the wolves are during the scene where they're in the sled right yeah, the one. Yeah, so it's a, like a super. It makes it super obvious, especially if you watch it in comparison to Aladdin, how there really is no set. Yeah, because yeah. this whole this whole scene is happening, and there's a sled on stage with the actors in it, and there's four or six. I think it's connected to like a hydraulic pole yeah, that kind of moves it around like yeah. a lava lamp. Or, or like uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, totally oh, Winnie yeah. the Pooh. <laughs> uh, so there's just the the sled on stage moving around like Winnie the Pooh with the three actors in it and four actors in wolf costumes on a 60-foot square stage that's black. Yeah, that's it. Just nothing. No fake trees. They no had props a freaking on the stage. flying carpet that flew over the audience. And, and, and it had a giant snake. They had a huge snake. Well, and, and there was there was the set that we opened in in Aladdin. Yeah, there was the the set that we opened in, which was the like the marketplace. Yeah, the marketplace. And then there was a whole other set that was the the Cave of Wonders. And that was, was a cool set. And then there was the set that was Jasmine's yeah. bedroom. Well, there was the outside of the Cave of Wonders and inside. And inside. That's true. There was the whole and inside of the Cave of Wonders. On the carpet, they had the people with the like the cool city hats, monuments, yes, and stuff. Yes, incredible stuff. And and well, it's I think that it kind of feels like they just plucked it out of the Hyperion and stuck it on the Fantasmic stage. I don't think it's the same magic carpet, but it sure seems like it. Like how's talking about the monument hats. Oh, monument hats. Yeah, I remember they would like walk through the <laughs> yeah, and there's fog. That part stuff. was so cool. It was clever. They did. They just didn't care about doing clever no. because they know that Frozen is a gimme. Yeah. And so they just rush it because they know they can. They don't need to put any substance in Frozen. The thing, the scene with the the most going on is when let it go. And the only thing you get is the chandelier and the staircase. No, you get something more. (laughs) You get her struggle. Watching to see Elsa struggle to do that quick change. Oh man, one of these days (laughs) she's not going to be able to like, to get the, the costume to change. Yeah. And I... Make it pink, make it blue. Oh no, it's a different one. Anyway, Frozen the show... In the Hyperion, in California Adventure. Unless you're super dead tired, or you just don't know what to do with yourself. It's not and worth it. don't ever wait in line for it. No, go in at the end. Always. And and you can see how, like, based on the way that they schedule the shows, Aladdin, like, during peak season, I think there were maybe, like, six or seven shows a day. A day. And... For Frozen, during peak season, there are three shows a day. Well, it's exhausting to move all those doors up and down. (laughs) 
got no other options. Um, I, I think I saw, I was reading something about like the percentage of people that go to Disneyland that are locals versus the percentage that are... Um, traveling. Yeah, traveling to Disneyland. And so I'm sure that makes up a big, you know, when they're scheduling these things and they see how many people are going to a show. You know, you had locals that were probably going to see Aladdin every time they went and they just don't want to see Frozen. Don't blame them. How about you, Kelsey? Oh, wow. Where do I start? Um, this is like a seasonal don't like that everyone else likes. And this is niche too. Ooh. The frushi. <laughs> What's a frushi? The fruit sushi that you get at um food and wine. They had it at food and wine last year. They didn't bring it back this year. Oh. But they have it. <laughs> I didn't see it. Did you see it? I guess not. Maybe we didn't look around too. Much. I mean it was really busy, so I really yeah. didn't know what this was gonna be. I I <laughs> I was putting things in my mind of what frushi could possibly be, and fruit sushi was not there at all for me. What was one of them? All I could think of was Figment and some sort of outfit that he was in. I don't know. (laughs) Frushi. I don't have any opinions on Figment. I have not been to Disney World. Yes, I also have no opinions on Figment. Cat has several opinions on But he's purple, and it starts with an F. So I, I don't know. There Those you go. Are, that's how you connect Fushi, it. Frushi, There's the bridge. Okay. Okay, so Frushi is the fruit sushi um, at the Food and Wine Festival. I think we finally got it last year. Yeah. But Disney World has had it forever at their, one of their 400 festivals they have a year. Right, right. It's just an ongoing festival at Disney World. Just always. That's what it seems like. At Epcot, right? Yeah. And they have it and people go bonkos for it. It's like, I think it's coconut rice topped with fruit stuff yeah uh, from what i i like coconut rice my memory of it I want coconut rice. is just sweet mush it was mushy it was slimy yeah slimy mush so what do people people like this they, they talk about how much they like it yeah it's like a cult favorite but we had it and the coconut rice did I we get, have it by accident or do we have it because no, we, we i ordered it. it on purpose because i saw that people in disney world loved it and we finally got it on the west coast and i was like well i'm gonna have the frushi hello i'd be a fool not to have the frushi and uh i was a fool mm. Because I already set a very high standard for coconut rice as something that I can just straight up gobble like a monster. I love coconut rice. Is it always cold? <sighs> the frushi? Uh, coconut rice. No. Oh. And it's topped with fruit stuff. So I was like, okay, that sounds like a nice, refreshing yeah. treat. Sign me up. It's not good. Coconut rice was chew like not chewy, but crunchy. It was old. Oh. Oh, yeah. And the top was just slimy, and it was impossible to eat. It was it was so slimy. And I, I don't really have a problem with slimy textures, but, like, I got that in my mouth, and I was like, I don't think I can eat this. Really? Yeah. Even though it was just fruit? Yeah. It grossed you out? I only had the one little bite, and I was like, no, that's enough. I think I just had maybe one or two, and I was done. Is Was it sushi? Was I there? Yeah. I'm sure you were. You were what? probably, like, getting... A pretzel or something. Was it? Is it sushi shaped? Like, are they like little round yeah. things, and then they put the yeah, they put the like shaped yes. Um, they didn't shape it like. I mean, they just yeah. But is it like a is it like a spoonful of like sugary strawberry like juicy stuff like they put in like a milkshake or it's no, like a it's slice like a of slice and it looks like yeah. it's a fishy thing. Yeah, huh. they really go the distance. Unfortunately, it uh, didn't work. I didn't live up to my hype. Maybe it's. Different in Disney World. Yeah, maybe we got a bad batch. 
Maybe. It was nasty though. It was pretty narst. Didn't love it. Speaking of food things, Red Rose Tavern. Oh boy, here we go. Everyone loves Red Rose Tavern since they rethemed it to be Red Rose Tavern. And I don't know why. And we have tried to like it many, many times. Yeah. We tried the gray stuff, which everyone was goo goo gaga we over. Did, yeah. And the gray stuff, is, it was fine. It's fine, but it's not goo goo gaga worthy. No. And then we went for breakfast, which is everyone's numero uno breakfast. Everyone it loses their damn mind for Red Rose Tavern breakfast. My story time. <laughs> this is for you, Alex. <laughs> uh, the first time we went, I ordered like a, uh, did I get the hash? I got some vegetable hash. That was supposed to have like a sunny side egg on top. Sunny side up. Sunny side up egg. Can't talk. Talk. It's fine. (laughs) Sunny side up egg on top of this veggie hash. And it sounded really good. Like that's right up my alley. And I think the picture looked okay because they have pictures. Sure. It looked like a normal breakfast. Steven and I got a table. Steven and Kat bring everything over. And the egg, I'm trying to like cut into it and I can't. I just picked up the whole thing like a Frisbee. Because it was like, it had been sitting under the heat lamp for so long that it had basically turned into plastic. Like, you couldn't poke through. It it looked perfect. It it looked perfectly plastic. It was like a play school, playhouse, make the breakfast, sunny side up egg. Yeah, it looked plastic, perfect. And you couldn't pierce the yolk. You couldn't. So Stephen took it back up to the front and he picked it up and he held it for the person at the front. And they were like... Uh, yeah, that's how it is. That's normal. And I think it was supposed to be, um, it's not sous vide. It's like they steam it somehow, is what he said. And so when it when it's cooked, it's solid like that. What an awful ruse. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you also get something weird, like a sandwich? Oh, you got just, they just gave you straight up burger, right? Maybe. But there was something weird about it. Oh, and then something had like raspberry jam on it or something. That was, okay, so we went back a second time. I always just get the pancakes and I'm fine. Yeah, cat gets pancakes wherever she goes. they still great. Like compared to Zocalo and especially compared to. You can't really screw up a pancake. Yeah. So we went back a second time because I had seen enough everywhere that Red Rose Tavern is the most recommended place to go. Best breakfast. People will call it the best breakfast breakfast in Disneyland. Those people don't know what they're talking about. I'm sorry. So we go, we order, I get the stuffed French toast, which is another thing that people can't stop talking about. And it was gross. It was just like runny cream cheese, which makes me want to vom. It was so hot and the cream cheese inside was just like runny, melty, exploded all over the place. The French toast itself was just, like, flat and limp. And they they just, like, s- took a big old scoop of, like, strawberry preserves and just thunked it down on top. That and you just got a puddle of flat nastiness. And I was like, I feel burned by the people who recommended this to mm-hmm. me. And people recommend it and they go and they take pictures of it and it looks the same. As when I ordered it. And they like it. And they... Quote, unquote. Love it. Uh-uh. I don't know why. I'm like, you got stock in Red Rose Tavern? Is someone, like, slipping you a tenner on the side? I don't get it. And besides the food not being good, gr- growing up, going to Riverbell Terrace for breakfast. 
the OG breakfast place in Disneyland. That was the best breakfast place. And, and yeah. it was it was set up in a unique way, you know, compared to all the places where you waited in line. And I remember the people that worked behind the counter making the pancakes and like serving all the food. And I think, I feel like they were there from the time that I was a little kid yeah. until the time that it closed. And and they were one of the people that you just loved seeing. They had it down to an art. It was they incredible. Did. Like that line had so many people in it and you might've been in it a long time, but they were pumping it out and they you were happy. You weren't in it yeah, for a very like long time. Even wait. if it wrapped around, like compared to other places. Maybe it was just an River illusion because we're so hungry. Red Rose Tavern goes really slow. Yes. Yeah. And, and so really like the, the, the amazing feeling of being in Riverbell uh, and then sitting outside and you feel like you're sitting there like Walt would be sitting there. And then Riverbell closed and breakfast went to Rancho de Zocalo. Oh, and I, we were so liked. sad that Riverbell closed. And then sitting at Zocalo started to feel magical too. Yeah. And being there like as they started to load up Big Thunder and... Yeah, because Zocalo, the outdoor restaurant, outdoor seating, sits right up against where Big Thunder Mountain Railroad comes back in once they're done with the ride. And so it's really fun to see everyone come back yeah, in. Yeah, super fun and uh, had a lot of outdoor seating. So like in the summer when it was busy, there was still plenty of seating. And so that started to feel magical and we loved it. And they had different breakfast options, which was great. And then that closed and breakfast went to Red Rose Tavern and it wasn't really inspiring to talk to them. But then my first real interaction was bringing that egg back <laughs> and them just being like, yep, that's how that's, it is. Yeah. Totally defeated. Knowing <laughs> like, oh, I'm sitting in this, people. sitting in this dark, yeah, it's so dark, <laughs> dark cave. It, is, it could be charming though, because it, it does feel like a little tavern. Yeah. 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 And like, if you sit outside, then you're in fantasy land and that's kind of fun. It's just that the the food is just awful. Yeah, and no one talks about Galactic Girl, which is the best breakfast, along with now Lamplight Lounge Brunch. Oh, uh, that's the best one. There, which I wasn't sold on until this last time we went. Cat was sold because she gets the New York avocado toast. Oh boy, it's so good. And, and I you, got I got nachos this time. Yeah, you guys not? both got good stuff. You you got chilaquiles. Oh, chilaquiles. Which that are was great. Yes, kind nachos. of like nachos. Um, and I got the breakfast flautas, which might be bumped up to one of my number one. The thing I got before, I don't know why I keep going for French toast. I don't really like sweet breakfast. Hmm. But they have like a <laughs> they have a French toast that will get you sloshed. Oh yeah. But you, you get the French toast that flows too. I don't anymore. Oh, but you I did for a while. Too. Yeah. I did, but it's I, too sweet now. It's it was very it was always very sweet and it's just like I always I have a huge sweet tooth but I like savory breakfast more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, for me, the only time I really want sweet things is breakfast, and so it's always a struggle. Yeah. But, yeah. I know. I always want, like, pancakes with a side of bacon and potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, those are those are just a few of I'm sure we take. could keep going for, like, a million years. If you disagree with what we're saying and you are mad at us, you can write to us at support. <laughs> At Disneyland.com. <laughs> and we'll get right back to you. If you love what we are saying, you can write to lostweekenders at gmail.com. Or visit us at Lost Weekenders on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Or just at our website, lostweekenders.com. Yeah. We got a whole bunch of fun things for you there. 
Okay, bye. I love you all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> bye. Bye, friends. Goodbye. <laughs>